0: What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked on Reds. And here we go. What is up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Thursday edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. It is a good day to be a Reds fan. The Reds pulled out a win, a very crazy win, one to nothing. probably the craziest one nothing win you're going to get as Jose Iglesias continues his legendary status as a Red in 2019 with a solo shot off of the Mets closer Edwin Diaz. He shot a laser right down the left field line and over the wall. To give the Reds a one-nothing lead, literally in the top of the ninth. If you watched the first eight innings, then you didn't see anything. You could have turned it on right there in the ninth inning, and you saw all you needed to see. It was also predicated by a start in which Anthony DeSclafani pitched, you know, man, or matched Jacob Degrom, the reigning NL Cy Young winner, pitch. For a pitch, we're going to get into that here in just a second. But make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Himalaya. Also, check us out social media: Locked On Reds on Twitter and at Jeff Carr with three F's on Twitter as well. I also do have an Instagram. I'm really bad about keeping up with it, but I have an Instagram if you so choose to follow it just flip my first and my last name. It's at car Jeff. And then also, yeah, I definitely got to mention this locked A lot of content going up there. We've got an article by Dave Pemberton looking at the first month of the season, kind of giving a couple of first month awards and some grades and stuff that like just, you know, a nice little wrap up of the What was a dismal month of April, and then a couple of pitching uh, expectation articles by Taj Simmons. He looks at Alex Wood, and he looks at Tanner Rorick, and really breaks them down. He's he's done a very nice job with the detail. He's got graphs, he's got pictures, he's got gifs. It's the kind of thing I like to read. You know, it's not just words. Eventually, I like to look at a picture or something like that, and. Kudos to Taj for the work that he put into these articles. Definitely check those out. Lockedonreds.com. And also hit up the Locked On Reds line at 513-549-0159. Want to get some reactions and all that good stuff, so call that in. I might even play some reactions on the podcast. So definitely get your calls in, 513-549-0159. So, Tuesday night, or uh, Tuesday, I'm stuck in Tuesday. That was such a long game, I feel like it just it kept going. Wednesday night's game. Jacob DeGrom on the hill, reigning Cy Young winner. Myself, you know, all of us, myself included, a little worried about how this game could go. Sure, up to this point, he had a 4.5 ERA or thereabouts. So he hadn't been phenomenal so far. But you just kind of felt like with this Reds lineup, he was just going to get right. And really, for all intents and purposes, he kind of did. He pitched seven innings of only three-hit baseball. He struck out six and allowed two walks. There were a couple of innings where the Reds had an opportunity to do something against him, like the fourth, whenever the bases were loaded and DeGrom was able to strike out Tucker Barnhart. And then, very annoyingly, in the seventh, the first two guys reached base and then Scott Shebler came up to bat and I, I'm telling you what Scott Shebler cannot get out of his own way right now because he hits you know promptly the second pitch that DeGrom throws to him hits a double play ball right to the second baseman it was an easy tailor-made double play it did move a runner to third um, but you don't get a sacrifice for a double play and then the very next batter was a very easy pop out to right field. And the Reds got nothing out of a situation where they had runners on first and second and nobody out. So it felt like one of those nights. Again, it felt like just as a team, the lineup still was stymied. In fact, they only had four hits. It just so happens that one of them went over the wall. Kudos to Jose Iglesias and then of course at the end I am here for this Jesse Winker at the end of the game Jesse Winker with the slide into foul territory there down the left field line with a sliding grab and as he's laying on the ground there there's Mets fans that are looking over the wall and chirping at him he waves at him waves goodbye second game this series you know obviously game one whenever he hit the go-ahead home run He was waving goodbye to fans out there in right field. And then tonight, after making the absolutely awesome sliding catch to end the game, and then jumping up and (laughs) waving goodbye again. I'm sure his popularity there in New York is uh, rather good right now. But uh, I'm here for this Jesse Winker, man. And I I don't know. I mean, it's hard to to peg down because I feel like this team is starting to gel chemistry-wise. In fact, I I feel like they kind of were already doing that. I don't think that there's much gelling left they have to do. I think they're a good, tight-knit group of guys. But I think Jesse Winker is emerging as a leader on this ball club. Watch out. I think we've got us a leader on our hands with Jesse Winker. And then real quick, because I was disparaging him on Twitter and the decisions that he was making, I mean, a lot of people were at least there in the moment, David Bell, you know, I, I know he pays full attention to my Twitters, so I got to apologize, you know. I, I, I said, uh, uh, I guess 85 pitches is the new 100. And uh, I might have talked about his uh, quick hook and judicious use of the bullpen and this that and the other and you know he won he made the right choices like look I, it's weird because disco was matching jacob Degrom pitch for pitch and he pulls him in the sixth inning there's two outs you really felt like anthony discolfani could have went a little bit longer i mean heck he'd only thrown 85 pitches to that point but david bell felt out the situation in fact you find out after the game that uh, right before the last batter that Dis- Discofani faced he kind of got a stinger and he couldn't feel his fingers like he couldn't you know he didn't actually feel the grip on a slider so but David Bell actually confirmed to Jim Day that that was not a factor in his decision he was just feeling it out he felt like it was time so he went ahead and he pulled him. He brought in Wandy Peralta. Peralta got the last out of the inning, and we kept on rolling. And in the moment, I thought that was just a – I thought it was weird. But David Bell made good decisions, right? Because in the moment, I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But he knew more than me. There's a reason that he's sitting in the dugout, making the managerial decisions. And you know what? I got to I Retwact. Boy. We're doing real good here. I got to retract a tweet. Because I I tweeted the, you know, everyone's favorite gif of a dumpster fire. And I said, live look into the Reds' dugout. That's totally wrong. Totally retracting that. I'm going to eat some crow real quick crunchy but yeah kudos to David Bell pulling all the right strings there and I'm a David Bell guy and I was starting to worry a little bit about my dude but he he made some right choices in this game and the Reds pull out one to nothing win on the Mets to at least clinch a split of the four game series and you know they got a shot tomorrow early game playing at noon against Noah Sendergaard, a chance for the Reds to come out of New York with a series win. Real quick, though, before we talk about that, make sure you are activating or using your voice activation function on your smart device to access the Lockdown Reds podcast. It's very convenient. Wherever you are, just say, hey, smart device, play podcast Locked on Reds. It's really helpful if you're sitting in traffic and you want to pull up the podcast to take your mind off of the fact that you're sitting in stop and go and the freeway is just a parking lot. Say, hey, smart device, play podcast Locked on Reds, and it'll play right there. Technology is awesome. You're listening to the Locked on Reds podcast on this Throwback Thursday want to do a little bit of a throwback Thursday segment that is multifaceted today because I have an idea as of Friday and sources are all confirming this and you know there is even reports that the reds have told nixon Zell he's getting called up Friday so Friday nixon Zell comes to Cincinnati it's official but i was thinking about this because it's very obvious that him being sent down to triple a after spring training had absolutely nothing to do with his defense because if that were the case he would have played more than like four games or five games or whatever it is he's going to have gotten under his belt not very long at all i don't understand you can't you can't defend that point of view anymore. It's not that he went down to Triple-A to get some more playing time because guess what? He barely played. He was hurt for most of the time, and by the time he came off of the injured list, he was past that, you know, 15-day mark and he was able to be called up. So they let him get a couple of reps in, couple of bats, and then, "Hey, look, we're we're hurting here. We need you to get you up." It's all about service time. You know, they're, they're not going to come out and say that. They're not going to say, mm, we, you know, we are literally sending him down because we want to save some money seven years from now. No, they're not going to do that. But I have an idea for that. And it starts with a little bit of a history lesson. Take you all the way back to World War I. Around that time, Branch Rickey had just taken over the St. Louis Cardinals. Back then, our hated rivals were pretty bad at everything. They were debt-ridden, they were in a lot of trouble, and Branch Rickey was looking for a way to make them better than just throwing money at aging veterans. So he comes up with the idea to create a farm system because back then, there were no affiliated minor league baseball clubs. You know, the, the Reds didn't have the bats or the lookouts or the dragons or anything like that as far as a farm system goes. What happened was there were other minor league baseball leagues around the country. And then when teams found a guy that they felt his talent warranted major league attention, they would then purchase that player from said club. You know, whether it be the PCL or the International League or whatever, they would go out, they'd give that team X amount of dollars to bring in a player, and then he's on the major league roster. And they didn't have situations where they could get a guy and then say, all right, we're going to manipulate this and that with your contract and all this other stuff, and you got to go play over here for a little while. And then you could come up and play in the major leagues. No, they didn't have anything like that. What it was is they made a financial commitment to a player, and they played him. I think you could do that now. I don't know. I mean, I'll be straight honest with you. I'm pretty sure no one's going to even think this is real. You know, I don't think that any major league team would even consider this idea, but I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's pretty decent. That's why I'm telling you, because if you unaffiliate the minor league, say, all right, the bats, they play in the international league and they are their own team. The lookouts, they play in the Southern league. They are their own team. Now they're not affiliated with the Reds. They're not affiliated with anybody. You know, Dayton, not affiliated with the Reds anymore. They play in their own league. And what happens is major league clubs no longer have drafts. Major league clubs now have a salary cap. And they can use part of that salary cap to go scout young players that are playing in the minor leagues. And if they like a guy, they can give X amount of dollars. So hypothetically in this situation, the Reds, they really like Nick Senzel. So they put in a bid for him. And the bats take the bid. They they say, okay, it's a good bid. We're gonna sell you Nixon Zell. Well guess what? Now the Reds now they can't just uh let him languish on the bench because they've made a financial commitment to him. I think when you add in a bigger financial commitment, because right now teams have an ability to just kick the can down the road when it comes to paying a player. I mean, it's like Vlad Guerrero Jr. up in Toronto. There's absolutely no way you would be able to convince me that he shouldn't have been on the Major League roster on opening day. You just can't do it. He deserved to be there. Same with Nixon Zell. He should have been on the Reds opening day roster. And I think there's a way, and, you know, I'm presenting this to you in the way of Throwback Thursday, like I said. Back in the day, Branch Rickey came up with the idea for the farm system because he started buying these unaffiliated clubs. I think at one point he had something like 15 farm teams for the Cardinals. It was ridiculous. And then they had to regulate that and all that stuff. And then the whole idea of the farm system was born for every team. But I think if you unaffiliate the minor league clubs, I think you get rid of the service time thing. now. Honestly, this is only part of a plan, you know, right? It's like 12% of a plan. Shout out to Star-Lord. But I think it's worth looking into, and I'm going to keep fleshing this idea out a little bit. Maybe something for a rainy day might come back and tell you kind of where I'm at with it. But anyway, just something I thought I'd present to you and a little history lesson. Go check out Branch Ricky. He was a pretty cool dude. That'll be it for the Thursday edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Some of you may have listened to this after the afternoon game. So, you know what? Woohoo! Hope they won. And, yep, no, nope, they totally won. I know they won. All right, well, and, and then if they, if they lost, man, ugh, can't believe they lost again. So, there you go. There's my reactions to the game. And if you listen to it before the game, then um, hopefully Tyler Malley takes down Noah Sendergaard. Make sure you are subscribed. To the podcast on all major podcasting platforms. Check us out, social media at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr with three F's. And then also lockedonreds.com. Just a plethora of content there for you to consume. Check it out. Do it right now. Just go to the website. Do it right now. And then tomorrow on the podcast, listen again, download again. We've got Drew Cook from blog red machine coming to talk some reds with me so definitely check that out tomorrow i'll talk to you guys then hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today